Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Check out our special deal. Try Blue Chew for free and use the promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com with the promo code TMS to receive your first month free. Coming up on TMS, the Mooney Shot Department of Futury Business. Eat nine soapy grapes and call me in the morning. Ew. Peter Piper pleasured his privates with pickles. Gross. Was his pickle a dill, though? Spitzberg. It's right next to Swallowsburg. And the last three or four of these. Woo. Uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder has a four by three brain. Stepmom's popping zits. More fungibility. Blockchain laundering 101. Life comes at you fast, and if you don't move, you'll get hit by a car. Was an aviation gin that one really cool Jedi from episode two? Move up in the shriveled fruit category. Faint fruity smell. Uploading sperm to the moon with Bobby. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of Not PM, The Morning Stream. You see, down here they got heavy armor, so avoid that route if you can. Now here they've only got troopers and landmate suits, so this is the way to go now. Uh, hey, where are you going? The bathroom. Ow! The Morning Stream. This is the morning stream. The day Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. This is the day we end our public broadcast for the week. However, <laughs> if uh <laughs> If you're a patron, you get tomorrow's show, so I guess don't fret, That's but right. uh, it's good to be here. Brian is right there. I'm I'm right here. I'm Scott. Hi, Brian. I'm Scott. It's weird because I feel like I'm right here and you're right there, but oh. uh, Which yeah, way how is that possible? How can we both be we here and there at the same time? Uh, life comes at you fast, and if you're not fast <laughs> enough, how's that go? If you're not fast enough, it'll run uh, over you. If you, yeah, uh, let's see. Life life moves pretty fast. And you should, uh, if you don't get you up in the morning. The movie's over. Yeah, get, get out of here. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's super hot and Cameron's lame. The movie's I, over. Uh, I know the movie, yeah. Dice Tomato. We're trying to come up with a quote here. How, how's it right, go? Uh, right. Life moves pretty fast is definitely the beginning. I'm looking it up. Life moves pretty fast. Life moves pretty fast. And if you don't look around every once in a while, you you might miss it. There it it is. I think that's it. And I found it before I finished Googling it. You got it. Well done. 
It just took, we needed a starter is what we needed, like a little bit of helper there. That was like a, a cue card. We just needed so, a cue card. So I typed life moves pretty fast in Google. And um, first few things, it gives me a few YouTube links. Then it says, people also ask, who said life moves pretty fast? But here's the second one. When you stop and look around Ferris Bueller. What? Really? <laughs> Yeah, when you stop and look around Ferris Bueller, question mark. <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds wrong. That sounds discordant. And, and it really right. does. I kind of like this. I'm going to put it, I'm going to copy it and uh, put it in uh, chat. Speaking of weird things on the internet, so um, I don't know how much you've been following this NFT thing, the non-fungible oh, token. I just like saying fungible. That's about as much yeah. as I follow it. It's a pretty good time to say fungible, I think. It's a good word. It is, um, yes. But uh, it's a it's all the rage with uh, digital artists and the whatnots right now. Mm-hmm. Basically, right. it's blockchain-based um, identification of, of a digital file of, let's say, I don't know, like that OB Henry behind me could be a non-fungible token mm-hmm. piece of it art, could. and I could but sell it. would not... Right, and but then it would it would cease to be yours at that point. Well, see, that's the weird thing about it is it doesn't because you can still infinitely copy that digital file. It's no different than any other copy of that file. It's just yeah. That, but once somebody owns it, wouldn't that be copyright infringement if no. somebody else? Nope. No, really. Nope. That's the what's weird, to stop you from selling multiple copies? I thought that was the whole point is that it was a a one a singular thing. You'd think, but nope. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is a. It is purely, and this is true, what I'm about to tell you, 100% bragging rights. That's it. Like, whether or not you brag or not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I mean is, let's say uh, you want to buy an Elon Musk tweet, okay? You can do this, by the way. So Uh you can go take your Ethereum, hop onto one of these uh, NFT sites, and you go and you say, all right, I want to buy this tweet that Elon Musk posted in 2017 about SpaceX, that day so uh i'm gonna buy that tweet and this stuff goes for in stupid amounts of money like 50 60 grand for some of this stuff mm-hmm. yeah if you translate the money uh ethereum's like i don't know five five ethereum is like 50 grand or something now. i don't know what it is but anyway you can go buy his tweet now that doesn't mean that a million people can't quote the tweet, copy the tweet, screen cap mm, okay. the tweet. Well, okay, yeah, right. So it's like having the original Mona Lisa versus reproductions of the Mona Lisa. Kind There's of, yes. There's only one Mona Lisa. Yes. The one difference can, is, the one difference is, is they're 100% copies of each other, and whereas right. the Mona Lisa clearly is not a one-for-one. One. You know, one where you see the paint marks and the... Right. You so know. you get, you get, you know, literally if you're going to sell a GIF or a JPEG, which people are doing, <laughs> uh, like somebody sold like the first rotating skull, uh, <laughs> <laughs> animated GIF. Yeah. And it went for a whole really? bunch of money. And, um, but, but you know, I could go right click that, that GIF on the page they're selling it with and yeah. download it. And Put I have it. On it. Your site and do it doesn't matter. And, yeah. and there's no illegality about that or anything. It's just somebody yeah. has the, somebody can say, I'm the actual owner of the thing you guys are all looking at. They just can't do anything about other people using it. No, that, there's nothing they can ownership. do. No, gotcha. it's, it's just a, that's thrown out the window just by the nature of the of the thing. So it's really weird. Uh, and so I started di- digging into it because a bunch of my artist friends are doing it. And I'm like, well, I could do this. Let's see what this is about. So I start digging around in it. I'm getting close. I got to get some Ethereum into a bank account. That's been a nightmare, actually, because getting it converted has been weird. You got to like right now, my, my best method to do this is I got to go somewhere, exchange cash, like us cash 
slash, mm-hmm. you know, U.S. money. I have to exchange for Bitcoin, and then I got to convert Bitcoin <laughs> into Ethereum, which is a whole really? other cryptocurrency. Oh, that's funny. We can't uh, even like go right from right from uh, American dollars to Ethereum. We have to. Well, I we tried. Tra- <laughs> I tried, but there, it told me it wouldn't take it from. I tried two methods. One, this uh, it says, "Oh, we will take your debit card." Uh, we won't do an American Express, but we'll do debit cards. So I put my debit card in there. Like, oh, we can't do that debit card. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, what okay. one can, can you do? Then I tried to do a bank one, and they're like, oh, we can't do credit unions. And I'm like, well, sure is a lot of shit you can't do. Can't you know what can you do? <laughs> so right now it looks like I gotta go dollars, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then here's the weird bit about Ethereum: it is in real time changing its value constantly by the nanosecond. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, the stock market, you're like, oh, well, today, uh, this morning, it was worth $5. By the mid-afternoon, it was worth 550 This, I was in there trying to add money. It says, you're going to need to put $138 worth of Ethereum into this account. I went to do it. It says, nope, sorry, try a different method. Went to do the bank method. It says, you're going to have to put $212 worth of Ethereum. <laughs> it's a constantly moving target. Yeah. It's like you're playing press your luck. You're slamming your plunger down and really hoping that you end up on the pool table and not on a whammy. Yeah. So by the time I got done, I had a third one that was back down below like 120 or something. Like, oh, wow. wow. It was all over the place. And and it just reminded me of just how hyper fast and hyper... Uh, it's just so different than like the analog world, right? Just it's just so different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> the idea is, and I've had a few artists do this. Artist friends of mine. I had an artist friend who put up an old uh, digital piece of art he did years ago. That mm-hmm. thing sold for zero point two five something Ethereum. Okay, dude made what is that? It's like a thousand dollars. Oh wow! No kidding. Yeah, huh. and so what he did, like someone in the chat says, everyone's gonna get burned. Well, he isn't because here's what he does. He sells the stuff, makes the Ethereum, immediately cashes the Ethereum out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. dollars, doesn't mm-hmm. hang on to the Ethereum to see if it grows or, or whatever, even though it, right now it's growing. So it might it'd be a good time to hang on to it. But but he cashes it out. Now he's got a thousand bucks as if he did a thousand dollar commission. Like it's not a bad way to go. Len's doing this. A few other people I know are doing this. <laughs> so I'm going to try it and we'll see what happens. I'll let right. you guys know. Little experiment yeah. here. I'm going to do some Fred fun. and Can original art, and then and we'll see we'll see if it sells. Uh, boy, it really does throw you off, though, Brian, because you go on the side, it'll say this thing's 0. .22 Ethereum. You're like, big deal. That's less than <laughs> one know. Ethereum, right? When you see the decimal points is uh, that your money's translating to, it just doesn't feel like it's yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like people that sell something for five Ethereum. 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever it is, like yeah. Yeah. Um, ridiculous amounts of money, but. Uh, Anyway, we're we're gonna we're gonna get uh we're gonna we're gonna experiment with that because I just want to know what's up. I you know I'm not I'm sure. not I'm not convinced it's 100 percent the future and this idea that every single pixel on the internet can be sold, which basically is true, is we mm-hmm. is just a concept. I need to I need to fart around with my head more before I make a judgment call. But it's just all very odd. We're we're living in weird times, Brian. Trying to keep up. Trying to keep up. <laughs> low T, low T. All right. Move low on. tea, low tea. Keep it up. Popeye, Popeye, Popeye. Let's, let's, hey, let's, uh, we'll just bit, uh, bit through all these. Speaking of Popeye, <laughs> Popeye's currently owned yeah. by the Warner Brothers Corporation. You know what else is owned by the Warner Brothers uh, Corporation? <laughs> oh, nice, nice segue. <laughs> uh, would bad. it be the Justice League? <laughs> yeah. How about DC Comics and the Justice League and all sure. the all the things that that are therein, and that includes their movie efforts. And I wanted to mm-hmm. do a quick Monday or sorry, a quick Thursday morning 
DC roundup of news that just happened <laughs> that might be interesting to some yeah. folks. Yeah. So with word on the street that the Snyder Cut is good, okay, mm-hmm. that's the word. I didn't see the first one. The one that's being recut, I've never seen. So if it's actually good, good on me because I avoided the problem, I guess. And I'll just yeah, see the good one. Right. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, there is now a disclaimer at the front of that film that rolls before it starts on a blue screen that says, quote, this film is presented in four by three format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision, unquote. Right. So literally, I just want to make this clear. <laughs> in 2021, Zack Snyder's Oops. remake or recut of freaking Justice League is not running widescreen. It's because of IMAX. I assume so, right? Yeah, like, right, because he, he, like, they filmed it for IMAX, but I don't know why they can't make a, 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 a widescreen version of the IMAX, and why not say, you know, if you've got, I don't know, who's got a, a projector or some, a, some TV screen that is IMAX format at home. Right. Give us the home version, widescreen, yeah. and if you want to go to the theater in 2022, whenever we can. Yeah. Do Otherwise, this is like us watching an episode of Friends in 1995. Like, what are right. we doing? Yeah, exactly. Wait, the 95 was that too late or too early? I don't know when Friends started. I don't remember. But- the point is, four by three and a, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm bummed about this. I'm bummed mm-hmm. about that. Uh, so that's one thing. And then, you know the Ryan Reynolds feller. He's cool. We like him and stuff. He's good. We do like him. Yeah. Yes, he's the Deadpool and the and the whatnot. Um, <clears throat> he's the Mint Mobile pitchman. Is uh, his new gig? Is that his? Uh, oh no, I'm thinking a. He has a gin too, right? Or something. He's like a soup. He's he has his own branded. I think gin. so. Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Aviation. Yes, aviation. Aviation yeah. gin. It makes you fly. I haven't I tried it. I need to try it. You should. Try I it. just dumped all my tinkery into those uh, raisins. I'm. I'm we're trying the. I'm doing the raisins tomorrow. I'm not waiting anymore. Oh my gosh! Three weeks. We got to do it on the show though. Okay. Um, wait. Should we do it on PM though, or do it on a regular? Could one? do it. I could do it. Uh, hell, I'll do it now. I'll go get the damn raisins now. If you. You want. know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get those raisins. We're gonna try them. All right. You want me to grab them? Yeah. Now? You go grab them. I'm okay, gonna tell people the Ryan, about this you, Ryan Reynolds. You keep thing. going with the Ryan Reynolds story. All right. So here's the deal. Ryan Reynolds live tweeted his first ever viewing of his 2011 superhero bomb, Green Lantern. And he did it yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, which is pretty cool. So he is among the many, says this article, celebrating St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday with his favorite drink of choice. And that drink of choice is that thing he makes, uh, aviation gin brand. The 44-year-old actor sat down and watched his 2011 superhero bomb, Green Lantern, apparently for the first time ever, to help celebrate both St. Patty's Day and the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League on Thursday. So that's today. Is that up now? Could I go in there now and see it? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm in any hurry to see that. But could I? I mean, I actually kind of do. I think this weekend. I think me and Kim. But to hear it's not widescreen, like, what are we doing here? Why? What? What are we doing? Anyway, uh, he says this. Reynolds has consistently bashed his own Green Lantern movie over the years. Uh, taking shots at it in the Deadpool movies and also on sh- social media, but it seems he's never watched the film in its entirety, which he did yesterday with the help of his own aviation gin brand. So he sat down, forced himself to watch it, and then did commentary via social media about it as he did it. I say, 
We salute you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> we do. All right. Brian brought us booze raisins. Let's see these yep, things. Booze raisins. So now, you know, the when when I first did this, um, I didn't realize that they needed to soak for a few weeks to absorb um uh all the gin. And yeah, that's really what's happened here. Like, so we're looking at these golden raisins right here. Yeah. Yeah, look at those. Two scoops. Golden raisins. Yep. And when I first did this at the beginning, at the end of February, um, it was basically like a a thick stew with all of the raisins <laughs> and, and like a, an eighth of an inch or quarter of an inch of gin above the raisins. There is no, uh, there's like a little bit of gin moisture still left in here. And it's just gin, no water, no added, it's nothing, it's no. just gin. Yeah, just okay. gin and raisins. Two two ingredients in this uh in this okay. thing. And how's that smell? Does it smell fermented or boozy it, or um it smells fruity. Yeah, there's very little smell. There's like a um there's more of a fruity smell, but even like it's just a faint fruity smell. Hmm. When I first opened this there was kind of a whoosh of the of the gin smell, but Keep in mind to get things evaporating. I've had the uh, Tupperware on here, kind of with a little bit of air oh. to let the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I didn't want it. I wanted it to, to you know. To oh do wait, what did, supposed to did do. you say maybe you did refrigerator or out in the open or no, how? out in the open? Okay, okay, yeah. So but I'm gonna pickles. I'm gonna guess these are like super like moist moist now. They're like awesome little. Yeah, they look they they look plumper yeah. than uh, they did before. Um, there's things I don't like. Like it was like, like grape leaves that oh, somehow yeah. ended up in the yeah that's going <laughs> yeah you don't want those little bits and bobs and there there may be a raisin look, that's, I don't even want to look at those because no. they're like dark green no well let's give these a um, shot with right? a lid yes Claire Gack but the lid partially off right all right so let's that's how we live we're going to consume one of these right now so okay. here's a nice big plump yeah I'm sure it was about uh, a third the size before I put the gin in there yeah it's like a t- little all testicle right. I like to eat okay go for it now we're gonna try it yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> uh oh, um, it doesn't taste like a raisin. Okay, and it doesn't taste like gin. It tastes like like detergent. Like if um, <laughs> great. Yeah, maybe maybe it was a bad one. There's, I'm supposed to have nine of these anyway, so that's one. Oh, okay. Wait, why is it nine? What's the? I don't remember that. It was in the news story. The woman ate nine gin-soaked oh, raisins right. every day. The old lady that lived to be a million or yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, hmm. Still, still kind of a detergenty. First one very detergenty. The subsequent ones, it's weird. They're like um, they don't taste like raisins. <laughs> I mean, they they kind of taste. It's weird, like like soapy grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, they yeah. probably get better as you go, but I wonder if that's the alcohol mm-hmm. and not the actual taste of the thing getting better. I think I'm about six or seven right now. We'll just do the last three all in one go. Yeah. Let's give it all a shot. See if you live an extra like day. Five. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the idea, right? One one extra day. No arthritis. Yeah. That's like- the deal. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's a miracle. Amazing. It. Uh- oh, yeah. So th- it might be the juniper, right? It's the juniper in the um, in the gin. Oh, I didn't know there was juniper in gin. That is, juniper berries are what gin is, gets its flavor from. Oh, I didn't Those know Those little tiny shriveled up light blue berries you find on juniper bushes. 
Oh, I always thought those are poison. Maybe they are. They got to be processed or something. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they probably give poisonous to dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah, uh, somebody um, told me the other day you could give a dog a raisin, but not a grape. I don't understand. Right, it's because of the choking hazard. I think. Oh, is that the reason? Okay, I, I always thought so, it was some yeah. other toxic thing, but maybe. Oh no, no, we looked this up. I'm sorry, you're right. It was something in the skin. There was something in the in the grape skin that is toxic to dogs oh interesting there are some peanuts you can't do because of the choking hazard but grapes i think it's because of the skin yeah you're gonna choke on a peanut pe- oh, said penis peanut you're gonna choke <laughs> on a peanut <laughs> yes um uh, real, real quick way, uh, oh yeah go ahead raisins and grapes are both toxic to dogs so whoever told you it's okay to give dogs raisins lied maybe i was a crazen Maybe <laughs> maybe cranberries are okay for yeah, dogs. Yeah, maybe those are okay because I do like a good yeah. crazy, and I think the dog ate one when I dropped it on the floor, and she's fine. But but uh, I, I was gonna I, quick follow up. I did the um, uh, pineapple thing that someone suggested. So you give the oh yeah, you right. give one of the uh-huh. dogs some pineapple. So they stop eating poop. Yeah. yeah. So How's the one dog working? stops eating its poop, and as best I can tell, I, I guess it sort of worked because she has since then she hasn't, hasn't eaten, eaten any, any. But any poop since it's it feels like empirical evidence like i don't have i don't feel like yeah. i have enough data what you yet. need to do is put uh put some poop in front of her, in front of the dog yeah see how she I goes see. Yeah, yeah i need a controlled uh experiment here and i just don't have the the time or the resources for it but but uh i just gave <laughs> her a, say no i'm going i'm going cold turdy yeah there it is i gave her some some uh <laughs> cold turdy yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Let's, let's, let's move on. Sinking let's in. just let that, let it die, let it die. Just on the wash, it's washing we'll over me. It's like slow, <laughs> slow syrup running uphill. Uh, but, uh, but I like it. It turns out I like it. Anyway, well, there's your gin berries. We'll see if that affects Brian at all during today's show. I guess I would assume. Woo! <laughs> I mean, next up, you could do prunes. You know, you could uh, mm-hmm. move up in your shriveled uh, fruit. Right. Oh, and just help and just really uh, help me poop. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that that's the that raisins do that just as well as uh, prunes do, right? Any dried fruit. I would assume. You always hear that that's the prune reputation, though. Right. uh, Right. Right. It's well, the whole so they're a massive source of fiber, but they're also they should all soak up stuff the same. I would, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. Again, Mm -hmm. the science I have on this is limited. So what we should do is ask an actual science person. Maybe not about Let's this, ask. but about something else. I'm trying to do a good transition. It's just not really working. So instead, I'll play this. I think science is cool. I also think science is cool, and I also think Bobby Frankenberger is cool. Uh, or in my head, I keep hearing Booby Frankenberger, but I can't. It's okay. It's your fault, dude. You're the one that yeah. did it. Uh, I hear it every day in my head ever since elementary school as well. Oh, so. great. Good. Then we can just keep bringing it that back and... Making it's, that it's, trauma it's, raw. Scott, it stopped hurting a long time ago. So. <laughs> well, good. Take some gin raisins. Desensitized to the pain. Yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. Uh, Bobby Frankenberger joining us. He uh, does a science podcast and comes on the show and does commentary about science on Thursdays. Most Thursdays, anyway. And we're gra- uh, glad to have you back. You sent me an article that I had actually been holding on to for the show and ended up not using yet because yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt sciency, And then when you brought it up, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to totally do this. And it sounds like goofball on the surface of things, but it turns out there's, like, maybe a, a discussion to be had. They're sending, like, yeah. gobs of semen up to the moon, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> all the semen in the world, not all of it, but a lot of, like, male sperm is headed. They want to send it to the moon to do what? Make the moon pregnant? 
What's so the plan? Th- I'm so glad that you said it that way because you've already illustrated why it's important to talk about this because there's so <laughs> many inaccuracies in just that one sentence. That you just, yeah. you it's not gobs. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's not gobs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, first of all, it's not just male semen that they're t- it's not human seed that they're talking about exclusively. They're talking oh. about um sperm and eggs and seeds from like 6.7 million different species of plant, animal and fungi on earth. Oh, see, I, there you go already. I I surface read that and thought, "Oh, that's a lot of people semen. That's one guy having a real good time. Like what are we doing here? That's a lot." It's not your fault. You read it exactly the way the New York Times intended you to read it. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um also, they're not doing it. They're just talking about whether it's feasible to do it. Uh. But still what's um, the point to see how right. how this genetic material behaves in different that climate, a, aka you know, different gravitational stuff and all that, is that the is that the whole idea? No, not exactly, because they could test that in other ways, right? the The space station is a lot closer to us than the moon, so that would be an easier way to mm-hmm. to do that if they really wanted to test that. And also, we can just make those cold environments on Earth if you were just trying to test cold environments. In fact, most things, all these seeds probably have already been in cryogenic temperatures um, on Earth because people store things like that. We have. Uh, the whole um, seed bank. Have you heard of the seed bank? The Norwegian seed seed bank. No, um, no. What are they uh, doing? What, what are the What it's are the Vikings doing? A bunch of frozen Viking sperm. Like, what's that about? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, no, it's uh, there's a Norwegian island called uh, Spitsbergen, of and um, and uh, they have a global seed vault there where they keep. Because like, you wouldn't find it on Swallowsbergen. No, it's only on Sp- Spitsbergen. Man, that's right. terrible that it's Spitsbergen. Okay, but what do they keep? They're keeping their not. We're not talking about just like human sperm. They're keeping everything there. Like there's goat sperm and uh, you know, uh, right horse. Right. The the idea was let's take um, the, all the different seed DNA samples and seed and uh, ovum and and stuff of all the living things that we know of. And let's store it somewhere to have like a bank or a library of of all the living things that are on Earth currently. Because, I mean, things go extinct all the time. So let's try to keep it preserved. Oh, I get you. Okay, so if these these freaking giant pandas would quit being such weenies and not reproducing, we wouldn't have to keep so much of their backup sperm around the... Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And instead of keeping it here on Earth, we're basically going to create a little vault of all these things. We're creating the Disney vault of humanity mm. on the moon. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. that's what these scientists and engineers are were proposing. They were saying the idea is the Earth is a fragile place. It's, sub, su, uh, you know, it's subject to uh, wildly changing environments, right? Like, like. Uh, climate change, you've got flooding, you've got earthquakes. Like, there's lots of things that can happen on the Earth that would put these seeds at risk. So why not have, like, an off-site backup? Oh, it's like like remote cloud backup up there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Above the cloud. We're uploading sperm to the moon is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's been your excuse for years, but now you can... It's real. (laughs) So hold on, though. Like, that's very interesting. Just as a uh, cold storage backup... Or whatever controlled system, you know uh, environment they want to have, but the moon's not experiencing, you know, uh, uh, freaking 
um, you know, hurricane season and all that BS. Like, it's just up there controlling our tides. It doesn't care. That's a great idea. Actually, now I'm all for this. Let's get the sperm on the boat and let's go. Well, I'm not convinced that it's a great idea. Um, <laughs> I I think that there are a lot of problems still to solve. First of all, it's not just like, you know, put some sperm in a rocket and shoot it to the moon. There's a lot more that has to go on yeah, yeah. to make wrap. this possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bubble wrap around to... it. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. It's just yeah. a nice layer of bubble wrap. Might rattle around in there. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fragile. We have to build a place to store it. It turns out that you would have to have a place to put it on the moon, to, uh, like a facility. Mm-hmm. And and we haven't even sent people to the moon since the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. so there are a lot of steps to get there. Um and they seem to think that this is like a cost saving measure like instead of like it's more cost efficient to do this than it is to spend a bunch of money on conservation efforts for animals and everything and i think that's a weird argument oh yeah that is weird mm-hmm. I, i'm not sure why we couldn't do both though you know like that's well that's one thing for yeah sure. mm-hmm. that's usually my what complaint the, on the other side when people are complaining about spending too much money or time trying to get to mars and we're not worried about enough about what's happening down here my comment to those people is again yeah. you know we can do we can do both like yeah it's and not, we should do both because it turns out that life on earth over billions and billions of years uh, was very specifically um, evolved to be life on Earth. Um, <laughs> there's life on Mars or on the moon and stuff like that. Well, it's not going to be nowhere near what we want it to be right now. Like, that's that should be an absolute, like, last ditch. We have no other option. Let's build a colony on Mars because otherwise we're all screwed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we should also be trying really hard to make it so we don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. like the idea isn't to say, you know, hopefully our idea isn't like, well, our only choice now is to figure out how to get all of us to Mars so we can survive longer. It should right, be, right, right. hey, we should explore our, you know, as we're able to and as the tech improves and blah, 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 mm-hmm. we should reach out. That's what we do. We're explorers. That's how we work. Yep. But also here at home, you know, we probably ought to take care of a, you know, our, our food production problems or whatever our issues are. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's and do to both. Be sure, and to be sure, NASA is not like their their goal and and all these scientists who are who are trying to get to Mars and, and explore and everything. Their goal is not like we need to save humanity. They're just trying to do science. They're trying to learn as much as they can about the environment of Mars for the sake of science and, and for the unknown that we will learn about and and who knows where that will lead us. Yeah. Um, so that's not to disparage the science that's being done at all, but but uh, this idea that we're all going to be okay if we, if we just colonize Mars is... I don't know that that's... A, <laughs> they a should put... Argument. If they're going to have like corporate... Uh, you know, money on this, and what they need a company to run the program. They should use. Uh, there's a company in Germany already called Siemens. They should just use them. Just get <laughs> yeah. Siemens involved. That's right. That's already, already right there in the name. Yeah, yeah. Get them so going. To get the to get all these seeds onto the moon, they will. They, they have all these ways that they want to do it. They're, they they think it won't be too expensive. They would use the current like Falcon X rockets or SpaceX stuff that is to get it there they want to invent all these little 
robots. There's actually lava tubes um, on the moon. Whoa! Of course yeah. there are. Yeah. Great. Push the button. Find the button. I'm trying to find it. Uh, yeah, I, was, I said it real slow so you could. <laughs> yeah, there lava tubes. You did it a lot like um, I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, what's his name? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. You did a lot like Ernie Hudson. You did him right. Yeah. You did him well. Okay, there it is. I found it. Lava tubes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, they, they, these were just discovered not too long ago, a few years back. That they're these um, because they're these like meteorites or something have have hit the surface on top of the lava tubes and and exposed them there's like a hole there's all these holes on the moon that that go straight down into these lava tubes and that's what they want to do these these engineers they said well let's drop this uh sperm bank into these lava tubes and um and that's where we can store them. And, and so then they would have to, but they would have to make it a lot colder than the moon even is. You think about the moon being cold, really? but it's not, it's not down to cryogenic temperatures. Um, oh, so, so they'd have to figure, yeah, so this all sounds like futury business. Yeah, it's, 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 it sounds like futury business. Yes. Um, that's, that's the department of NASA that's actually working on it, believe it or not. The department of futury business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad my tax money is going to uh, important stuff like the department of futury business. That's, that makes yeah. me proud. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, more on this, of course, is out there and available if you want to go read on it. Uh, but uh, are you planning on covering this on your podcast? And if not, what else can people find on your fantastic new science podcast? <laughs> I don't know that we're going to be covering this i think i would have we we try to we try to be um a little cl- as clean as we can on um on all around science and i don't think i could make it a whole episode without giggling like jokes. an idiot yeah i get you um, <laughs> i get you I feel uh, but uh but uh, we we do talk about a lot of science stuff we just spent some time talking about um rna and different types of rna you know the COVID vaccine, we've been talking a lot about RNA and we, we talked several different kinds on this last episode that just came out on Monday. So um, if you're interested in that, but we talk about all kinds of stuff in science news, you know, anything that we find that's that's interesting that we think you guys would would want to hear about. So you should check it out. It's all around science is the name of the podcast. Fantastic. And that's true. You should check it out. Bobby, always a pleasure. We'll see you next time for more science coverage. Goodbye. Now. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bobby. You have a weird buzz going. Did you hear that a couple times? Yeah, every uh, it was happening yesterday during Tom's coaching sessions, and it's something with Discord. Um, but when you and I are talking, we don't have that. No. It's when you when, was it only when Bobby's in the room? Was Bobby was part of the coaching when, thing? Bobby was there for the coaching. Uh, he was muted for most of it. But um, I think it might be him. It could be him or it could be different because I know that there was just an update yesterday or the day before with Discord. Hmm. And I'm updated, but maybe not everyone is. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. That's weird. It wasn't terrible. but uh, No, no. Dice Tomato keeps saying it's coming from me. No, everything comes from me for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All of it gets piped to right. you through me. So, yeah, it came from me. But that's like saying, I don't know what that's like saying. Oh, Dice Tomato's on one today. It's the Dice Tomato Day. Yeah. It's D D Day here at on <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna. Uh, what are we gonna do now? We're gonna. Uh, uh, we're gonna do news. That's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> yeah, because we have some. So here you go. It's time for the news. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville today at one p.m. Mountain Time, celebrating the birthday of Jerry Cantrell. 
who was the founder and uh, guitarist songwriter for Alice in Chains. So you're going to get two sets of Alice in Chains uh, covers. Uh, no, no covers by the band, or at least um, I haven't done a whole bunch of looking for covers by the band. Found a lot of covers of the band, so you're going to hear those, obviously. And you're going to get some Alice in Wonderland to uh, to to kind of uh, fill out the show. So things like um, Wonderland by XTC, uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, uh, lots of stuff. There's a lot of songs actually influenced and um, with a nod to Alice in Wonderland. I Am the Walrus by the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Love that one. Uh, based on the sequel to Alice in Wonderland. Hey, I was listening. To, it's funny you bring that up. I was listening to George Harrison's uh, solo work from the 70s, but I did not hear anything <laughs> from the 80s, which would have probably included I've Got My Mind Set on You. <laughs> Which I didn't hear. Right. So you listened to All Things Must Pass, probably. Yeah, I think a lot of so. stuff from there. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, it's a great album. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what? Why is my echo talking? Oh my gosh, my echo. Mm. Mm. She hears her name. At, what did I even say? I, George Harrison, yeah. 70s. Where did you get? Where did you? What did you hear? Yeah. There was no A word oh, in there. Knows? Who knows? <clears throat> All right. She just hears what she wants to hear is the problem. Yeah. She's a, she is a problem. Okay, check this out. Pickle-packing pervert popped on private premise. Oh, work that pop filter. That's right. I miss the smoking guns headlines, so whenever we get to have one, <laughs> they're right. famous for this stupidness. It's very nice. Yeah, yes. it's very, very nice. A pantsless Florida man was arrested yesterday after police spotted him plagiaring himself, as my dad would say, <laughs> with a pickle while on a private premise. Uh, a prim- private premises wouldn't be private premise would it if it's just one i guess i don't know yeah i mean i would think that premises uh i have one question though was it a dildo <laughs> you mean his, his flight was it a dildo yeah <laughs> yeah he got a real deal on it he got a real break no not his flight oh, not a deal though his the pickle that he was pleasuring himself oh. with was it a dildo oh like, did he get a good price on the pickle? Is that what you're saying? A deal, though? Is that what you're saying? A deal, no. though? Are you going straight no, to I'm dildo? I'm saying a dill, like a dill pickle. Oh, Was I get it, it now. A dildo. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> All of those jokes made me laugh. All of them. The wrong ones. <laughs> the other ones I didn't think were that funny. The two or three wrong ones and the one right one that you said. All of those made me like, laugh. What flight? Where did a flight come into this? <laughs> I don't even know. Where did, I, where did I get that? I don't know where I got a flight. Usually these people are on planes doing weird stuff with a pickle. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Florida man has got to get somewhere. So if I, so is this, am I on my premise right now? I'm still hung I guess. up on this. That's really weird. Like you only ever hear, it's not like you say pant, right? And you'll say pant leg, but it's, you, you pretty much always say pants. And so I always hear it as premises. I don't think of one location being a premise versus premises yeah i don't either so we're gonna is- need you guys to leave the premise <laughs> get off your premise so, ma'am is this your premise <laughs> um well anyway responding to a suspicious person around or a sp- suspicious person call around 4 p.m a cop saw eric didledge age 47 lying on his back in front of a townhouse in oldsmar in a city in tampa bay uh or a city in the tampa bay area didledge didledge how do you say it Unencumbered. <laughs> Did they really say unencumbered? Did they mean to say that? Unencumbered. Hold on. I think they. I think they meant it. Uh, by pants or underwear, had his unit in one hand and a large uneaten pickle in the other. 
Uh, well, yeah, it's well, uneaten. It wouldn't be his hand. Pickle, it wouldn't be able to hold it. <laughs> right. It'd be mush. I can um, hold those eaten raisins that I consumed this morning. I can only hold the uneaten raisins. I will not use the words they use to describe this next part. Let's just say he was using the pickle in a very obscene way. Okay. All right. Let's just say that um, uh, he was <laughs> shoving some wood in the wood chipper. <laughs> Uh, while there, but, he was yeah. uh, driving with the gear shift. There you go. That's yeah. that's an image that will surely not... Yeah, uh, nobody will have any idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. It'll go over. <laughs> that won't invoke a bunch of thoughts in people's heads about sure. what they're looking at. Sure. It'll be fine. Uh, it says uh, he was arrested on a misdemeanor exposure of sexual organs charge. That's a thing there in Florida. Mm. He's being... They probably made it special for that for that state. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, he's being held in Finney... Or, Pine Alice, sorry, County Jail in lieu of a $150 bond. That's all? 150 bucks? Really? Wow. That seems cheap. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much just have to go without one pickle purchase to be able to afford his bond. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go without pickles for a couple of months and now you can afford your bond? <laughs> um, he had prior convictions of disorderly conduct, resisting police, criminal mischief, and... Uh, he has a tattoo on his arm that says, only God can judge me. No, I can do it, too. I can do it, too. I can totally do it. <laughs> yeah, we can all judge. Yeah. Sorry. We're doing it now. Uh, we're doing it now. Like, right now, we're, we're totally Dittige. judging Eric Eric with what's his hooch. And uh, yeah. good luck with your pickle. All right. No pickles were harmed <laughs> in the making of this I, They don't say whether the arm that that uh, has the tattoo that says, only God can judge me. Was the arm holding the pickle or the arm holding the peen? <laughs> yeah, which one's your dominant arm? Which right, won't exactly. you get the the, huh. the shot in? Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> that story is Vlasic. Yeah, it's, it's a Vlasic story. Uh, Florida. Oh, I didn't mean to do this. Florida woman. All right. Sorry, wow. Florida. I don't mean all to right. pile on today. I really didn't. Uh, but Florida woman who alleged. Have you met Eric? <laughs> <laughs> you guys should get together. Uh, she allegedly pretended to be a plastic surgeon, surgeon, surgeon. Um, but then she botched a nose job was and it was arrested mid procedure during oh, no. this nose job. Yeah, so that's a thing you do. Uh, Florida woman was arrested. Police say that she posed as a licensed plastic surgeon and she screwed up a dude's nose, according to the Miami Herald, uh, which cites police. Uh, this lady, uh, she's 56, was in the middle of performing another procedure on Thursday when police arrested her. Authorities began to investigate her last month after they received a complaint from a former patient who said that his nose job had been botched. <laughs> they called in and said, police, yes, my name is so-and-so. What can we do for you? My nose has been botched. <laughs> she botched my nose. I love the term botched. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fun yeah. to say. Uh, let's see. It says here the alleged victim in that case, Vin Vincenzo Zurlo. Vincenzo. Vin, oh, Vincenzo, is it? Vincenzo. Vincenzo yeah, sure. Zurlo. That's a sexy name. It is. Uh, yeah. with a, with a, it's too bad. With a, no sexy nose though. <laughs> busted up <laughs> nose. Told NBC Miami that he met uh, Jimenez, the doctor, through a friend. He had been getting Botox treatments for a couple of months and asked her about a rhinoplasty. That's a that's talk, doctor talk for a nose job. Zerlo tells the station that he was unhappy with the initial procedure and was suffering from extreme pain. He alleges that uh, she offered to perform a second consecutive, con, uh, con, excuse me, corrective procedure, but the results were also disappointing. 
It was only later the cops found out she was faking it, and they busted her in the middle of a thing, and now she's in jail. Damn. Damn. Yeah. She's like... Man, my uh, nose look like a pickle. Bobby, or no, she's like uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Fargo season one when he pretends to be a dentist late in the season. Oh, yeah. Right. That whole thing. Oh, that's so freaky to me. Like the idea that your dentist is just like a hitman hiding in there. Yeah. Ugh. I'm curious as to how many how many surgeries she did before this one. Was this the one that she was fixing? Was that her first? Or had she done a bunch of it doesn't surgery? Get real, it doesn't get real specific, but my guess is yeah. a bunch before you get caught. Sounds yeah. like this has been a scam for a bit. Damn. Damn. Um well, that's true. Yeah, Botox. If if she's just doing Botox injections, injections, that's probably something you can learn on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I want to say I have. I know someone who gives their friend Botox injections. Doesn't go anywhere to do it, but does it themselves. Oh. I don't know if that's well, legal. That's a true they, friend, right? Yeah, there. A true friend. Come here, lay down. I'm going to inject highly toxic uh, Botox into your face, and hopefully, I do it right. Right, and we'll still be friends after. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, she's out of commission. No more jobby for her. Mm. Um, all right. Now we go to Japan. So get out of Florida. Okay. Shake all it right. off. Yeah. We're moving to Japan. Get your get your ramen and your, uh, your, your J-pop on. A politician dressed as the Joker is running for office there. Oh. So. Well, all right. First question is going to be, which one? Is oh. it the, you know, is it the, uh, the, the Chris or the, um, uh, not Christian Bale, the uh, Heath Ledger Joker. Is it the Arthur Fleck Joker? Is it the uh, Jack Nicholson Joker? Unfortunately, he's kind of anime Joker. Like, he's not. It's oh, not, really? Like, like Mark <clears throat> Hamill Joker? Well, go. No, not even that. Go right, click looking, that link right. and look because I don't think he's very good at making the Joker face. Oh okay. no. This is this just looks like a that's borderline. That's like somebody who saw a picture once of Ronald McDonald and is trying to do. <laughs> Saw the picture once and is trying from memory to do the makeup he saw all those years ago. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think this is what Ronald McDonald looked like. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you want to know how I got these weird blue stripes on my face? Uh huh. Sharpie. Blue Sharpie. Um, right. It says here the new figure in Japanese politics is running for office to, uh, to remind voters that we live in a society. When Yuzuki Kawai. Decided he was going to run for governor of Chibi Prefecture, east of Tokyo. He clearly set out to make an impression on undecided voters. His campaign strategy is simple. He decided to dress up as the iconic Batman villain, the Joker. Again, dubious claim. Yeah. Um, and before you guys think this is just some kind of joke, uh, let's just say he has some good policies, says this article. Kawhi, uh, who is the head of the Event Planning and Temporary Employment Agency, is returning as a candidate for the party to make all of Chiba... A land of great, uh, sorry, a land of dreams and magic. Well, that's a hell of a policy. Yeah, all yeah, right. I can see why they support his policy Make of Chiba dreams and magic. a land of dreams and magic again. Yeah. I can see the red hats now. Yeah, yeah, well, well Joker hats. <laughs> Smiley faces and little chattering teeth ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, according to the Japanese blog, Hachima Kyu, uh, his campaign pledges to include renaming Narita Airport in Chibli to Disney Sky. Okay. Because there's already the Disneyland there has Magic Kingdom and then Disney Sea, S E A. So yeah. now you got Disney Sky. I see what he wants to do there, sure. Sure. Uh so there's only one ride and it's very expensive, but uh 
All right. He also says he's picking Let It Go from the film Frozen as the prefecture's theme song. <laughs> All right. He's really, okay. I didn't solid. realize prefectures had a theme song. Yeah, Very good. me neither. He's really Disney, super into Disney here. Um, I guess the location matters. Outlawing the word trash and replacing it with the phrase star fragment. Okay. So when Mario, you got to collect all the, you, when you go into play a Mario game, you're not collecting all the star fragments. <laughs> right. You're connecting all the trash. Oh, I got to go pick up all this trash. It's me. <laughs> um, I don't know why that song's in there. All right. Building a red tower similar to Tokyo Tower in Tokyo in the prefecture, but calling it Tokyo Tower for reasons that are unclear. <laughs> So I want to build a tower that's kind of just like Tokyo Tower. Yeah. But I'm going to bring it here. I'm going to make one here and I'm going to call it Tokyo Tower. Yeah. For reasons that are, quote, unclear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got my vote. I mean, I'm not a nationalized or naturalized citizen of Japan. But uh, if I was, I would seriously seriously consider voting for this terrible joker. Oh, dude. um, If you're on the page, there's a YouTube video. That is his campaign song. Oh, um, no way. For real? Can you link for this? For real. Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah. I mean, it's on the page that's linked oh, to oh, your article. Oh, okay. Hold on. But I'll put it in uh, oh, there here it is. as well. It's, it's showtime. Is that the one? It's showtime. <laughs> All right, chat. Sit back. Let's enjoy this together. This is going to be great. I'm pretty excited. Okay, I'm hitting play. Okay. Oh, it's muted. Okay. There he is. He's, he's missing one of his Joker lines. He is, yeah. He got interrupted. <laughs> Uh, crosswalks there. Yeah, very Gangnam style, very Psy. Yeah, which is... I don't know. Oh, missed opportunity. There's all these shots of him by, like, uh, tall or, you know, uh, uh, really high staircases. Why isn't he doing the Arthur Fleck dance down the staircases <laughs> with his bottle of champagne? Because I... I'm just going to put this out there. I don't think he really knows much about the Joker. Is my thing. <laughs> I think he pretends like he's got some real basic Joker stuff going, but... Uh, I don't know. Kind of like I kind of like his moxie. Well, if you're going to get weird, get weird, I guess. You know? He's talking to a dog statue. Uh, yeah, like you do. You do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the... The uh, the guys with masks behind him, a real selling point. Uh, the, the weird, faceless baby masks. Yeah. One, uh, one important note. Um, let's see. Who said it in the chat? Icor asks, is he even really supposed to be the Joker? The truth is the article never really says that he's... He, do, he never makes that claim. So I think it's right. just everyone else going, oh, it's like the Joker. But not, maybe yeah. it's just clown makeup. Like. Yeah, exactly. He says pre- uh, the the article says presumably for copyright reasons. He's also not the Joker. He just happens to be a Joker. Okay. Again, they're um, they're assuming a lot on that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he might. It's just- absolutely like Kabuki clown makeup for sure. But uh, the suit is Jokery, you know. Like the, the suit is Jokery. Yep. Yeah. It's also McDonald's the red and yellow. Oh yeah, that that handkerchief really makes it McDonald's. You're losing the election. (laughs) You're not gonna win. 
<laughs> this is all fun, but you won't win. All right. <laughs> we're going to uh, take a break. When we come back, my sister, the therapist, Wendy, will be here. And uh, we're going to talk about something. I won't say it's fun, but it's going to be an interesting conversation today. And not so much about... We're trying. We're, we're trying gross, to have one week. We're Brian out the most. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to play basically. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. Me too. Uh, but it's also not you know your usual uh, heavy you know mental anguish sort of episode. So right. stick around for this one. I think it'll be uh, good fun. Uh, before that, though, musical break with Brian. Please give me a song to play. I will do that happily. Uh, this is so cool. This is something that I didn't even know was coming out, and apparently is a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, a band is called or the band is called Ghost of Vroom, V R O O M, but it's made up of um, Mike Dowdy, great singer songwriter who was with the band Soul Coughing, but then had this great solo career, and his longtime collaborator bassist Andrew Scrap Livingston. Um, Two of them are getting together and creating this band called Ghost of Room. They have a brand new album, which is called Ghost of Room One. Um, it was supposed to be released tomorrow. It was released today. Kind oh, of a, nice. a surprise uh, release here. This is the first single from the album. It's called I Hear the Axe Swinging. Thirty-four, thirty-two. I hear, hear the axe swinging. I hear, hear the axe swinging down. 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 I hear,
It's time to talk about Blue Chew. Yeah, that's right. This episode's sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Tablets combat all forms of ED. It can help men gain extra confidence when it comes time to perform. Well, yeah. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. With no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Uh, The process is super simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, like the color, bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength of your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are completely chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it comes time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And they've got a special deal for you as TMS listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TMS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code TMS to receive your first month for free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. Mother, Wembley and Buffleton require rice pudding. I hate you also, and I do not even know who or what or why you are. This is the morning stream. Apparently, I used two Fletchers in a row and didn't know it. Thought I had. Thought nothing, I had another one. Nothing there. wrong with that. Yeah, at all. it's all right. Once in a while, repeat your Fletchers, everybody. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's power in it. Uh, hey, we're back. Uh, that means that it's uh, time for us to... Oh, pull uh, that song again. You want to do a quick reminder Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, Soul Coughing's Mike Dowdy <clears throat> with a brand new band called Ghost of Room. The song is I Hear the Axe Swinging, and it's available now. The whole album available now. Oh, very nice. Somebody in the chat was yeah. saying they knew who that name was, and I'd never heard of them. Before, oh, yeah. So. Soul Coughing is great, and Mike Dowdy is awesome. I guess I've heard of soul coughing now that I think about it Mm -hmm. longer. Uh, Joining us on the line is uh, my sibling. uh, We call ourselves here in the modern era. She's my sister. Uh, Her name is Wendy Dunford. She's an actual therapist. She helps people with real problems all the time. And she joins us on Thursdays for a little segment we call Therapy Thursday. Hi, Wendy. Oh, I don't know. Heard her a second ago, I thought. I did too. Perhaps she is cheek muted again. Wendy, have you cheek muted? Wendy? Wendy. Cheek mute. 
I know what we've done. It's because I haven't played this. Where is it? This. Nope. Not that. This. Nope. Yeah, this. Did that work? Did that clear it? Nope. Nope. Still not that. <laughs> it's been botched. Oh, no. <laughs> like that surgery. Uh, Call her again and see okay. if we can clear that up. Now we hear you. That was weird. That was weird. D- Discord's a little weird today. It's not your fault. Oh, we give, ah, we give, yeah, we give the blame squarely. We we leave it at the feet of Discord. Uh, but it's good to have you here. And uh, uh, how are you? How's things? Good. You all good? Good. Yeah. Good. Temperatures good. warming up in your part of the world. It is. Yeah. yeah. We had a good snowstorm. We got that Colorado snowstorm a little uh, after you there, mm. uh, Brian, and uh, but just yeah. the edge. So it was just like nice just a little things. taste of what we had. Yeah. If you want more. Uh, we can we can send you more. Oh, you but, still have uh, it? Is it still? There? Uh, we plenty of snow still on the ground. Oh, yes, wow. although not for much longer. We're going to get sixties uh, over the weekend. It's going to be oh. all gone. Oh, Monday. that sounds so good. Sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're at forty three right now. Maybe that means today is going to be nice, and I need to walk the dog more. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. But it's good to have Wendy here because man, do we have a weird topic today? Now, <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, before I read it, you know, people out there have heard of things like my strange addiction or whatever these TLC shows where people eat a couch, or uh, I don't know, they like to eat their dog fur or whatever it is, like just strange things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and there are also things that are that are less strange than that, and uh, we're going to talk about one of those. But I think the overall. <laughs> The overall issue of why people are drawn to this sort of thing will be an interesting conversation, to say the very least. So here we go. And and you know what's nice, Wendy? I was saying this before you came on. We're not having to save the world today. Today's a day where mm-hmm. we don't have to get so dark and deep into the neurosis. None of you sent an email about your midlife crisis. No, nobody. I would literally solve all your problems if you would just give me something not to work one, with. Not one. We'll give them an extra week. But so far, not one <laughs> email of anyone admitting to or claiming their midlife crisis or whatever. So they're all in denial. They're all in denial. Yeah, that's my thinking. If you're between the age of 36 and 50, you are having one. So yeah. just write me an email. Yeah, just send an email. You don't have to say your name. We're never going to mention who you are. You'll be fine. We promise. Full anonymity is what we guarantee here on the morning stream. All right, here's the email. I'm not going to give this person a name either. I have a strange question that might not have been asked on Therapy Thursdays before. Why is watching slash doing zit popping so relaxing? makes me gag yeah i know it's not for everyone oh boy howdy um but (laughs) like watching slash doing zip popping brings me so much joy when my family has a zit they all pop it uh, so they'll all sorry they'll let me pop it or uh, find it myself and i get so excited i can't wait to pop it the explosion of breaking the tension of the skin is so exciting why has my brain found this so relaxing thanks for answering my question i appreciate it all right, immediately puts me in the mind of, again, I don't want to call people out by name, but let's just say someone Wendy and I are related to directly. Uh, really, really got excited if anybody had a scab. So <laughs> so let's say we're kids and we're running around and somebody's got scraped up knees or whatever, and that knee thing turned into a scab and the and the and and this person in our family would go, <gasps> let me see it, let me see it, let me see it. And she'd just like corner you somewhere and then like go with like full like micro doctor scab peel on you and wanted to peel right. your scab. I mean, I know I know somebody likes um, if, if you get a sunburn and your arm starts peeling, they like peeling the the uh, dead white skin off your arm. There's another. Yeah, there's another one. So mm-hmm. why do we do that stuff? Like there's an entire show on TLC called the Dr. Pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper. Popper. Yeah. 
Yeah. And her, and she has a really, she has a massive following on TikTok as well because they do little micro segments on there. And it's everything from just somebody's weird face thing to some guy in his 60s who in his 20s got like a weird thing in his arm that he never took care of. And now it's just this giant, almost extra appendage hanging off his shoulder. And she's got to figure out how to get it out of there. And everyone's just like so fascinated by this. What is that? What are we doing when we do this? Because the only one I've ever seen was that one where there's the big old like third head on his shoulder. Yeah, did you out. see that? It's horrifying. That's the only one I've seen. Yeah, uh, it's bad. And so I am no expert, but I would say there's a couple things probably happening. So we're gonna we're gonna take a evolutionary view of this. All right. So I, and I'm gonna make you guys do the work today. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Think about from an evolutionary standpoint, why would a chemical in your head be released of either calming or soothing it or dopamine or, you know, like you're getting a feel good chemical. This, of course, isn't everybody. Right. But for right. some, a feel good chemical released when something comes out of our body of a body that's postural like or humor like or you know whatever right why, why is there an advantage to giving us a dose of oh that felt good well probably because we're ridding ourselves like in the case of, of pimple popping you're literally ridding yourself or potentially ridding yourself of infection so you're the toxin yeah right. yeah so you're huh. getting rid of infect infected uh uh you know those i mean gross as it may be that's that's your body's way of you know fighting off infection and so when pus and stuff builds up and you get it out of there that's your way of saying oh i've now rid myself of this therefore increased increased my chances of live. survival yeah even though it's like yeah. ones at a time <laughs> i'm, right. I'm gonna you think live about longer. yeah where mo- most dopamine is released is eating and sex the two things that require like keep the species going and alive yeah. right yeah so, Now, there's obviously lots of other ways, but there is a bit of a a little dopamine hit, I think, that comes from. I think, I mean, that's my theory. I haven't checked it. I just made it up. But I think it's probably true. (laughs) But I also think there's something else um, happening here, too. So, like, a a zit in particular or something that, like, okay, I watched that episode where the thing came out of that dude's shoulder. Yeah. It's like birth. (laughs) Right? Like, like like the tension, the pressure... And then suddenly freedom, like the explosion element of it or the, the, the moment of anticipation. I mean, think about any good movie you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They, we have similar elements, right? We are drawn to sort of the drama of that. Will we die? Will we not? Will, will that globule come out or not? Yeah. Uh, so I think it has to do with that. I think it has to do with anticipation, pressure. Like the building tension and then the like magical release of the goo coming do you, out. Do you think there's like a, a a comparison you could make to people feeling? I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't have numbers to support this or any data, but I just wonder if this stuff is more compelling during lockdown because people mm-hmm. are like, I need a, I need a release, and 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 so instead of finding one i will get a small kick of dopamine out of this little video i saw on tiktok of a guy popping a giant cyst off his back and that gives them a similar like it sounds so grody while i'm talking about it but i'm trying to i'm just trying to think like from a just from a mental like um like i can't stand it it grosses me out so bad like it's Mm -hmm. really foul to me to to ever i don't want to watch somebody do this and 
but I also understand like rubberneck sort of accident watching. I understand why this is a train wreck and you might be like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? Really turn and rewind that. I got to see, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like you just can't believe what you just saw sort of thing. But for the people that actually are, uh, you know, getting something out of it, it reminds me of ASMR or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the thing I also don't experience that. So, so I don't, I feel like okay. I, I'm, I feel like I'm totally useless in this, in this world. I don't have any, I don't have any, you know. But you, Brian, do you like a good zit popped in front of you? I don't. Um, <laughs> but, but I totally, you know, I've seen those videos that are like uh, somebody popping bubble wrap or um, an industrial machine that always cuts things in the same perfect way mm. and the repetition of that. Mm. And I feel like that's, that's probably stems from the same, uh, same pleasure center, right? The same, yeah. um, and in that case, maybe order and precision have yeah. sort of a yeah, that, and that probably yeah. is it, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, and that's another that's another thing to look at here. There's something about um, oh, I didn't even think about this. Okay, now I know how to now I know how to relate to this. If you get um, like I remember, okay, back in 2015, I had this weird thing on my arm where I got this big ring, like this raised ring around my my arm, and my first thought went ringworm. That's what that is, but that's only because <laughs> it was a ring. I didn't know. Um, and I'm making all these self-diagnoses about what this could possibly be because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not a trained professional. And so there's chaos to this ring. There's sure it's the chaos rings from Sonic. Anyway, <laughs> I looked at it and just thought, oh no, that's cancer or that's this or that's that. And all I could do is like, you know, I could go doom scroll on the internet and try to self-diagnose, but that wasn't going to really help me because no two rings are alike as I learned. Um, and then finally going to a professional and having them say, Oh, yeah, we know exactly what that is. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this cream on it. I'm also going to take a quick little biopsy of it just to make sure this and that and the other thing. And then and then uh, by next week, we'll have that back and we'll know what's going on. And I'm pretty sure this cream will do it. And he was right. And it did. And it totally took care of it. So there's something about resolution there. Do you know what I mean? Like totally stressing totally. about a thing you don't understand or why it's so bad or uh, or whatever. But then you finally get to a place where in the Dr. Pimple, Pimple Popper case, She's a professional um, who's making way more money as, a, as an entertainer than she ever was as a doctor. But still, you know, somebody who knows dermatology and knows, understands, you know, skin science and all of this. Giving resolution to a guy who's had a giant shoulder cyst for the last 30 years. And there's something about that resolution that I think is super satisfying. It's like, OK, we've, we've resolved this and that I can relate to. I get that feeling. So maybe that's what they're feeling. Too to the storytelling parts of us, right? We really need things to make sense. So we, we have a, maybe a biological reaction. And, and here's the thing, the, the disgusted stuff like that also makes a lot of biological sense, right? Mm-hmm. So contagion or just like somehow that's going to get on you and it represents sort of disease or decay or whatever, right? And, and everyone's on a spectrum here with how they feel about those different things and for different reasons. But it also has that, that same underpinning of sort of survival or like a disgust response. Mm -hmm. Disgust response is think about what disgusts most of us, not everyone, of course. (laughs) Um, But like, usually it's because it's got E. coli in it and we should really stay away from it because it's going to kill us. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so there, there's some built in, mechanisms we are organisms that have to survive and that's this is one of the ways we do this so so on those levels right you can understand that side of it but i do think there is some underpinning every human needs this thing which is 
a story to make sense of the world. And so um, something can be really satisfying. So even, you know, Brian's, you know, those satisfying videos, Mm -hmm. they are amazing to watch because Mm -hmm. I can tell you all day about them and then I can actually watch one and it's like I get hypnotized. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And it's because there's so much order and rhythm and, that is for the brain very secure, mm-hmm. right? There mm-hmm. is no randomness to it. There is, you know, whatever it may be. It doesn't even have to be. We're not telling a story about some machine that cuts perfectly, but we are finding some comfort that that exists in our society. And somehow, if we can do that, mm-hmm. we'll be okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, maybe no one's actually thinking this story, but this storytelling thing is is really powerful. One thing to note: I've recently. Um, if you're not listening to Hidden Brain, please start listening to it. It's so great. Hidden Brain is awesome. And yeah, it's really It good. is so great. And there's one about the stories, Never stories about that. stories. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a recent one. Anyway, but just this idea that when there's an unknown entity, we need a story like you and your ring rash. Mm-hmm. Like, so the story is death and cancer because your brain tends to go there. And someone else might have a different, like, oh, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must have bumped it or something, right? And so- Everyone's going to be different in the story they tell that ultimately helps them feel satisfied with whatever the situation is, right? Right, right. All the way from freaked out to calm about it. But there is some explanation. And what, you know, the Hidden Brain episode is interesting. It goes into how we just get it wrong. Um, And like, we're, we're pretty likely to get it wrong, what the actual story is. And it has a lot to do with sort of whatever is underlying, um, your experience, right? So I would say the vaccine right now is a perfect example of this, mm-hmm. right? I have zero problem with vaccines. I'm super stoked. I'm I, let's do this, everyone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. And then, you know, I've talked to a number of people who've had the vaccine and it just is rocking them. And I'm like, don't tell me this. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. I, I know, I know that. Mm-hmm. And I know intellectually what I think, but when someone just tells you, hey, here's this thing that made me sick. You know, your biology does not want you to run to go do it, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Right. Even so though you know it's the right story, thing, like, yeah, you're, yeah. The primal- yeah, your story hasn't ma- doesn't match what you want. The, mm-hmm. the biology and the kind of the, oh no, doesn't match the story. And then, so you, this is where you see a lot of people so entrenched in whatever story it is that they subscribe to, because there's probably a biological factor there, some kind of impulse um, and then also just misinformation and, you know, all the like perfect example is um, someone on a German website wrote, uh, well, like a medical something just said, well, uh, I think this vaccine causes infertility in women. One person wrote it, zero proof, evidence, no studies, nothing. But then this, these doctors were saying all these folks started coming and saying, well, I read that it'll cause infertility. Mm. Do you think of how easy it is? to undo any actual reality with something that biologically or just like story-wise is just super yeah. impactful. Plus it's really hard right? to dial back. Like once that's once that starts happening, you, you yeah, you kind of kind of can't dial it back. You're you're it's right. out. Which is really right. disconcerting. I freaking hate that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes it goes for well, whatever. I've been I've been grappling with this lately. The idea that the back in the '90s, I was told that the internet was these information super highway, and I was going to get whatever I need whenever I need it, and it was true for a chunk of time. But now it's all about who's twisting it in a way to feed their deal, 
and whether or not yeah. I'm a sucker for it. You know what I mean? Ah, it's annoying. I'm looking at my headlines. Look at this. I open up my phone. I'm like, oh, what's going on in the world of things I care about? Well, my phone thinks what I care about is the following. Lawmakers demand an, an end to anti-Asian Asian fi- uh, hate. Many Asian Americans see shooting as a culmination of year of racism. Georgia's sheriff official condemned after saying Atlanta shooter was just having a bad day. Like the most, this is all so annoying and not annoying, but you know, it's all about this horrible shooting, but it's all just so everything's dour. Why? Because they want me to feel dour. They don't want to just inform me. Okay. That those days are gone. We're done with that. Now they just want me to feel like crap uh, or or to feel like Like I have have no control over any of this. Right. It doesn't help sell product. It doesn't help get advertising you wonder what the what is the end game on that you like know? just getting people okay, let's back up. up for a second go back to the go back to the evolutionary um purpose right yeah is wh- why have we had town criers why do we have gossip why do we have any of that stuff that we want to hear what's going on we need to know think about that from a biological makes us perspective feel better to see other people doing worse than us <laughs> right well there's that there, there could be that but there's also like when maybe similarly to watching a zip be popped, it's like, you know, and you can witness, and it's not you, right? It's <laughs> not my zip getting popped. It's not my yeah. giant shoulder gnome. This is, you know, so you're, you're observing. So that's my sense of like, we can't ever blame the media for existing that you'd have to blame humanity, right? Like, yeah, that's just in us. You're it's right. In us. You're right. That's and, just and again, the method. Yeah. The money will what bleeds leads for a reason. There's a biological reason. So, for example, if you want to sleep well at night, don't read the news. And if you want to sleep bad at night, read the news. What's the difference? Are you safe or not? Doesn't change at all. But no. your body goes, you know, how scary it is to be here. Yeah. So maybe I'll keep one eye open. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus. Being ignorant of all of the news and all the things or only listening and reading about good things that are happening, it absolutely changes how you feel about other people. So there is a cost to this, absolutely. But understanding why it happens to me, it feels very, um, I don't know, simple on one hand and then where it gets complicated. And what has happened is we're morphing as a society from one or two news sources to one million news sources, which, again, is just everything's biased, of course. But now it's so biased in every different direction. And it's just it massive. It doesn't have this. It's yeah. not helpful yeah. anymore. It's just massive right? and everywhere. So, I, I, so it just occurred to me while you were talking. The only, uh, I was trying to think of something where I can relate to, say, somebody to bring it back to the original point, which is, you know, why is, why is watching a bunch of people pop zits cool for some people to watch and not me? But for me, this is fail videos. I love them. I could watch them all day. Mm-hmm. I love watching some skateboard idiot wipe Most out. Most of them. That, those are the ones that I actually have the problem with the skateboarding idiots who land like right on their coccyx or, or, um, their heads on the cement or their like neck and bends in a way or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, all, all of that stuff is, I mean, it's hard I to watch. Those are the I ones wince. I can't watch. I wince, but I can watch them. I can watch parkour dummies wipe out after missing a leap or whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to watch snuff films, but you know, where people didn't die, right. I'm all into those right. fail videos. Fail army. It's my everything on YouTube and I will watch it anytime you want to send me a fail video. They crack me up and I find them cathartic for some reason. And I don't know why. So maybe I can relate. And I just, so why I don't know. Figure it out. I why? think it's cause I, what Brian said rings a bell to me, which is it's it not happening me. to me. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, is there anything did, funny? Like you're laughing as your response? Some oh, of yeah. them. Well, some there of you it. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it is. Some so, of it's funny to me. So I, uh, I'm married to someone who thinks I'm literally the devil because I think that stuff's funny too. <laughs> and he doesn't. He uh, he cannot stand it. Yeah. He thinks it's the humanity is ruined you basically married you married the male version of kim she's the same way she hates those things freaking <laughs> hates them <laughs> hates them, right, she hates but them i think it is interesting that there's laughter like that's a funny response mm-hmm. to have to someone else getting hurt well okay let me put it this way if they're getting hurt hurt it's not so much laughter it's more sure. like no oh Chris. my gosh but if it's like if you know they're going to get up after that, like uh, Alicar brings up great ones, people walking in the glass doors. That I can watch <laughs> videos of people funny. walking in the glass doors all day long, especially if they're carrying like a big old Starbucks latte yeah. and it like splatters all over the glass door and them. And yeah, and you just know that they're embarrassed. They're trying they're to think fine. of what they're supposed to do, yeah, but exactly. they're fine. Yeah, that stuff's very, right? very funny they're to me. They're fine. Yeah. The other thing is, it's maybe someone somewhat relatable or it's, a group you it's easy to hate right maybe you both just yeah. said parkour idiots <laughs> uh, i mean you had you had some names for this i, did not say that. I think i am i'm the one that said it i'll take the credit for that but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, right. but and right? i say and that so i say that i don't think they're <laughs> idiots or i don't dislike them i think that parkour people are uh you know incredibly daring they're doing a thing i would never do and so that's fascinating in its own way to say oh my gosh look at this thing that I would even consider almost superhuman because I just don't have the mentality or the physicality to do what they're doing. And that goes from that all the way to somebody, uh, these people that climb skyscrapers just to get up selfie and then climb down. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't imagine. Right. Or yeah. Like get on those like long, uh, the cranes that go over, uh, the city, like on the top of a building just so they can take a picture. Look, no wires holding me or anything like that. Right. Like can't that's scary. It. Can't do it. Can't even think yeah. about it almost. Um, mm-hmm. but but watch but a video. How about people are awesome. I like that, that too. Videos. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the fail, sure. fail army has a sister site called. They're just not as funny. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> F- fail do army they has... not make you like humanity more? Some I of find them do. myself just like, wow, we are better than I thought we were. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Like the win army stuff on fail army. I like those because it's just, it's just a nice change of pace. It's like, Oh, that's a guy that just saved three dogs from getting run over in the craziest video I ever saw. Or there's a guy who uh, stopped his grandson from falling off the edge of a building or or whatever. They give you a similar kind of thing, though, to me, which is amazing moments caught on camera. I don't know, like a like a like a like a America's Funniest Home Videos cranked up to five million is where we're at right. now, which is a lot right. like the news mm-hmm. thing, which is a lot like everything. Everything's cranked up to five million because. Everyone's got cameras. Everyone's capturing moments. Everyone can post something up there. You know, I had my brother-in-law, Richard, had something posted to Fail Army because he wiped out on his four-wheeler. And it was an awesome video, and they they ran it. So it's just like if you got a camera and it's mounted to your helmet, you're filming everything. If you're Russian, you all have dash cams. You're catching the weirdest stuff on the planet happen right in front of you. And and so now it's all out there. So there is also something about the availability that's – tempting i guess totally totally and i also again so think in terms of stories right it's what do we expect and then our expectation is you know twisted very suddenly right like we can love or hate that right usually it's 
um, you know, you're walking along the street, you're just, you have expectations of what's going to occur, right? So these things also show us the just out of the expectation that we like, we like a story. We like it to fit. We also like to be surprised. It's so funny when I was in Sweden, I went to, uh, what's that movie? The Mars one. Oh, The Martian. The, was it The Martian with, um, Matt Damon. Okay. Matt Damon. Yeah, I was going to call poop, him Dad Bob. Uh, poop, okay. Pooping on a potato. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Anyway, he. Yeah. We watched it, and as we were leaving the theater, the friends that were with me, there were two Swedes and one uh, was British, and they just at the end, I said, "Oh, would you guys see the movie?" And they just said, "You know, sometimes it's just so nice to watch an American movie because everybody wins every time." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's never a French movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always, right. yeah. we have to, we have to feel like it's resolved. Justice was served. There's always, you know, and it's just, it was always so funny to me to hear, because again, I just think, oh, that's movies. And then I'm like, no, that's American movies. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I forgot. We have well, our own. And, and we have our own little dark, twisty stuff. It's just that when we do it, it's like, oh, wow, really took a, Took a, 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 a real yeah, interesting a swing there. You had everyone die at the end of Rogue One. Whoa. Like yeah. in mainstream movies, Good that's example. a, it acts like a, that everyone acts like that's like this huge avant-garde move, but really it's old hat for like Italian and French filmmakers. That's all they do. That's yeah. a good point. Today we rented out a theater, uh, just us and another family, which oh, is like fun. the most expensive movie I've ever been to. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was just it was fun. And we, yeah. it, it was one of those moments where, I mean, when's the last time you were in a theater and a you ago. have like, Oh, I have to pee and I'm cold and I have the taste of popcorn in my mouth. <laughs> it has been so long. It's a perfect storm. Yeah. What'd you watch like, by so the way? Nostalgic. I loved it. What and was, then people yeah. laughing in the theater. I've always thought, Ooh, I wonder who has that laugh. Yeah. And this time, who it was because yeah. I know all of the people in the theater. Yeah, so it was you're very fun. Room. But who, what movie well, did you see? We saw Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, I hear that's rad. It's really great. Yeah. And I there was a couple things I could really appreciate about it. There were a couple typical tropes, right, that you have in any movie because it's the formula to get people to pay and watch it, right? Yeah. Uh, on one hand. And the other, I really, I really appreciated that every actor in that movie was Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this there was no white kids trying to act like they're Asian in this movie. It was awesome. And then the other thing I really liked was there was no romantic interest. When was the last time besides where, and even then Frozen twisted it for us on its head, right? Like the sister's love was the whatever. How about uh, Brave? Brave's a good example. They never had a- Brave's a good example. Yeah. But even it had the topic of marriage and her being betrothed as part of This had nothing. And at one point I was like, when's it going to happen? When's the cute- army guy gonna come around the corner and blah, blah, blah. nothing it was great yeah so that was fun that was fun but again it was moana hey, moana didn't have that moana time. was about family love but moana didn't have a suitor Romantic. that's true yeah. that's true it's another good one same same stu- or same uh creators of that did this thing you just watched so that maybe that maybe they got a theme going yeah strong, and here's the thing strong soon enough that will be yeah. a norm yeah and it won't be surprising right so this is how sort of and this is what well, I think humans adapt. We're super adaptable. So I'm guessing this emailer, let's go back to Zitz because it's very important. Um, going back to like, if we showed her endless, endless videos of this to the point where it's not enjoyable, we got to get, we got to get harder material. She's not going to just want to watch 
you know, zit, like white heads being popped for four days. She's going to want to mm-hmm. get, you know, more exciting stuff. And I think that's part of what we see with news and we see with whatever is you always got to break the next barrier. It's got to be the next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and if you think back, yeah. uh, have you guys seen Moon Boy by chance? It's um Moon Boy. On Hulu. It's so funny. Uh, it's uh you'd know him, he's famous, and I can't remember. He's an imaginary friend to a kid. Anyway, it's very funny. It's Irish. Put on your subtitles. Oh, we've seen Irish Moon Boy. It's the guy from IT Crowd. Um Yeah, there we go. That Chris guy. Anyway. There, yeah. Uh yes. Moon Boy. I forgot the name, but yes, Moon Boy's fantastic. It's great. Moon Boy's fantastic. One thing I love about it is all of the references to things that are in the future, because this is supposed to be 1979 or 1980, you know? Yeah. And this girl really likes spicy food, and he's like, you could be like a spice girl. I mean, it's just dumb. <laughs> or like his code name in this his theater class was iPod. He just came up with it, and it kept everyone kept calling him iPod. And it's just dumb, but every time we've watched it, I just laugh so hard because I think there was a time when we didn't know what those words were. You know, like I said COVID the other day and I went, that is a word I did not know a year ago. Like a word I would have never said out loud a year and a half ago, you know? Yeah. And it's just interesting as we sort of change and grow and stories change and grow. I think it's, you know, watch your zip popping, watch your fail shows, whatever, but just, you know, be nice in real life. That's, that's how we ended this. Yeah. This and just good. know you're going to crave the harder stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Because that, I mean, there's a whole other episode we could do about when people go down the, the, the porn road, they, right, that, they exactly. have the same Pretty problem. Pretty soon you're watching stepmoms popping uh, zits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't want to know that what websites that came from. But. Well, and, and this is a downer, so I won't d- dwell on it, but it, it is something maybe we ought to talk about at some point is just how we know from research that the delay from a major traumatic event for a community in suicide rates and depression and anxiety rates, the delay is two years. Oh, wow. So we are a year into a pandemic. Hope there's some light at the end of the tunnel, but the ramifications for the long term, we don't know yet. And yeah. we haven't, we, we don't have enough of the study of these original things. We're still in it. And so anyway, there's lots of sad things to talk about. So this was nice. Thanks guys. Yeah, it was nice. A little zit t- uh, popping, uh, fun time top talking is what this is. Is what we did here today. <laughs> Uh, well, awesome. I'm also glad to hear you like fail videos and that Adam is like Wendy or like Kim. I think that's hilarious. Um, and better than both of us. Yeah. And better uh-huh. than both of us combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will make one giant Voltron awesome uh, spouse. one day. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Wendy, in the meantime, people should go check out realsteps.org and uh, get ready for whenever the next start- signups are. Yes, soon. May is coming up. So just sign up. At, there's just a place to put your email and we will send you more information, but the signups will be I got to get through March and then April will come and then I'll send an email and anyway, we'll get started. It's going right. to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Uh, you can also follow Wendy on Instagram, even though you don't post a lot on there anymore. I've noticed you should do more. You know why? Have yeah. I ever told you this? No. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. Well, before I only did it because I was in Sweden and Sweden had a hilarious things um, yeah. <laughs> and lots of like funny cultural differences to post about. You sure. Know? Sure. Um, and my kids are like tweens and, Teenagers yeah, they're, and they're older not now. Not as cute, so yeah. I'm not going to tell you. They're not as cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at anyone's Instagram. As soon as a kid's like 11, the pictures drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when they buy, uh, it's like if you buy a black cool. dog, nobody takes pictures of black dogs. Have you noticed that? It's a bummer. It's because you can't see oh. them. You can't make out the, the mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. contours of their face and stuff. So they're not as cute as other dogs. And it's annoying 
So I try to it just looks like the silhouette of a dog. Yeah, I try to change that friend with my dog Rainer, who's who's just jet black her fur. But then I notice that the pictures are bad. You can't see anything. It's just she it looks like a bat. Anyway, Aww, sorry. Continue so on. Cute. Um, by the way, if you need to feel good about the world, uh, canine shoot canine intervention is on something else. Can you tell I've been watching TV lately? Yeah, you sure have. <laughs> Jeez. Canine uh, more than ever. Uh, no, is uh, canine intervention is this guy in California who's created like basically will train these totally untrainable dogs. He just oh helps. He, like, yes, people and yeah. dogs. It's amazing. It's supposed it's to be good. Time. Carter wanted to watch this because she's her dog's huge and she wants to. I mean, these dogs are ones that have had problems though, right? He's trying to train. Oh the, yeah, the but it does give you hope that you can train your little sweet dog just to be a little better. Yeah. Um. But he it's it's so great and he talks a lot about um rescuing black dogs in particular yeah. and mm-hmm. what he has to do there. It's anyway, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, what were we saying? I forgot. I, I forgot oh, why too. I stopped posting. Yeah, why uh, why stop I stopped posting, posting <laughs> is truly this. And I, I can't bring myself back to it. And I, I get it. Like everyone does this sort of thing, but it, when George Floyd was murdered, I just couldn't, mm. I feel like never again. And I, I know that might be weird and I should get some therapy about it, but mm. there is just something about, Everyone going, all right, I'm on to this. And here's the blackout screens. And, and just like, I know in like a week, you're going to post a picture of your puppy and your kid and you're going to do nothing. Like mm-hmm. it made me, I couldn't handle it. So mm-hmm. I still go on there to watch Fail Salad, by the way, which is a great <laughs> fail. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I need some uh, help or I should just never go back. I can't decide. No, I just feel like I, I've I had a similar, I've had around. a similar um, coming to, coming to Jesus moment, but just kind of a moment here of, of like trying, I, I need to restructure what I, what I think of as social media and get it back to what, uh, back to being a positive thing in my life. Because right yeah. now it is just so full of contradiction, hypocrisy, clickbait. Um, I read a thing I have not been able to get out of my head. It was the statement. I forgot even who said it, but it said if the product is free, meaning, you know, if think of Facebook or whatever, if that if the if the service is free, then you're the product. And I've never felt that more mm-hmm. acutely mm-hmm. for some reason. It really is hitting me lately. Like I am just a sucker in here, so I'ma change it. So we're changing. You know, only I did a big I did a big Twitter don't prune. Do the ones you can pay for. I've been pruning people I don't want to follow anymore. I've been uh, just rethinking all that. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll get me anywhere, but that's interesting. All right. Well, don't visit Wendy on Instagram. She doesn't post there. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I sure love your fail videos. Yeah. So keep those them. fail videos coming. Everybody. Keep <laughs> failing. Kidding. Fail upwards. Uh, keep failing, everybody. Yeah. Wendy, uh, a pleasure to talk. We'll talk soon. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. There Very she goes. Good. Nice. There yeah, I've never been able to watch any goes. of those pimple popping. Videos. I don't. Or, dude, uh, I don't blame uh, you. I can't do it. Shows can't do it yeah. and they'll and then they'll very rarely but once in a while show up in my tiktok you know mm-hmm. random stream and i'm just i can't flip fast enough so <laughs> right yeah exactly. just like oh you think i'll get this cyst on my boop scott's past it we're done we're moving on <laughs> anyway a uh reminder to the fine folks at home this may end our broadcast week for tms until next monday but if you're a patron it doesn't you can be there live even that's right or still get more content, bonus content all week, in fact, by joining us at patreon.com slash TMS. If you haven't yet, consider it now because it's a great time to get in. Still got like half a month, so hop in and check it out. We are at frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Do we have anything else going on we should tell people about? I guess we got Film Sack this weekend, The Towering Inferno. 
That's right. Irwin Allen's Towering Inferno. Um, uh, ANTP still going strong. New episodes going up uh, on both feeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want more? You want it faster? Go Patreon. You want uh, succinct uh, bite-sized chunks? Then go the free feed. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah, else? Yeah, that's all I got. That's it. I can't do anything got? else. What, what do we got? Uh, here's what's cool. Look, these guys are old school and they're more like our parents uh, actors, but Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, mm-hmm. Faye Dunaway. Yeah, Faye Dunaway. Fred yeah, Astaire. I mean, a, what the frick? Is this the first Faye Dunaway movie we've seen on Film Sack with Brian Dunaway? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. are they related? Did we ever figure that out? I don't know if we ever got asked. But. Totally related. Absolutely. I'm going to start that rumor right now that Faye Dunaway is... Brian Dunaway's great aunt. I assume all Dunaways are related at some point. <laughs> um, oh, I know what I was going to say. I'm interviewing Metsu yeah. today. I don't know when it's going up, but we're doing oh, a, cool. a, a pre-interview for their big launch they're doing for Warchief Gaming. So if you are uh, nice. an old Blizzard fan or uh, like Metsu's work, you're going to want to hear that. So that'll be going up this week as well. Cool. I'll be doing a Guess the Connection tomorrow before TMSPM. Oh, nice. Is it usually... Uh, yeah, it's usually on. Usually Fridays, two thirty, two thirty p.m. Mountain Time. Yep. You just did that one half hour, different. six songs. Figure out what they have in common. You rated a uh, rated Monday after TMS, and that's uh, right. A lot of people discovered discovered the show. Oh, it's fantastic. That, well, they should. Yeah. yeah, make sure you check that out tomorrow. And I don't know that there's an instance or not because I'm getting my shot tomorrow. There's uh, there's a oh, timing issue. The jab. Yeah, I get my jab. So if that happens during the show time, we'll figure something out. Yeah, I've been refreshing uh, this morning, pre-show, um, last night. During raid or post raid, and still nothing is updated with Kroger, Walmart, Walgreens, all those places for the one B four starting tomorrow. The new the new group that I'm the in that group, starts yeah. tomorrow, yeah. and then the hospitals, which are the ones that do have that, just say, "Yep, you're on the list. We'll get to you when we get to you." So, I mean, all I can do is just wait until first thing tomorrow morning and say, "Okay." Give me what you got. Yeah. Because I'm looking at some of these and there are appointments available today for some of these places. They just oh, can't. Really? I, I wouldn't be able to get my shot today because they'll look at it and say, hey, you're not the right age. You're not in the group we're doing today. That's right. Uh, Sack Biddy gone. We don't have Kroger's. We have King Supers and City Market, which are the Kroger's umbrella. Yeah. Kroger's everywhere, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, we we I don't know. Kroger owns something that's big here that used to be only here, and now it's all owned by Kroger. I forgot what it is. Yeah, Kroger's mm-hmm. Kroger's like Walmart now. They're freaking enormous. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, huge, huge, huge. huge. Uh, all right, that's it. I think I'm sure there's other stuff I can't think of, but it's fine. Oh, the, uh, my there's a Fred and Can this week. It's uh, coming out today, but it's I gotta finish. I gotta finish it. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing final color stuff today, so that'll go up shortly. So if you want to catch a new comic uh, today in the little um, story arc we're doing about Mendoza the Goose, you can check that out over at uh, FredNCan.com. All right, uh, let's get out of here, Brian. You have a song to play for us today. I have a song in my heart. Well, and it's also queued up in my uh, library here. Uh, this one's going out to Amy Robinson. She says. Uh, hey, shoes and boots, shoes and boots. My husband, Chuck, lost his job in a massive COVID-related layoff back in November and has been searching for work ever since. To be honest, he's been working harder at finding a job than most people work at their actual paying jobs. So it's just heartbreaking to watch him go from uh, go from certain he was going to get an offer to being ghost over the last several months. 
After all this searching, he just received confirmation that he's getting an offer to do really cool software work for DSW, which, as you may know, is an international chain of shoe stores. We have them here, and I've gotten shoes there. Very cool. Uh, I'm so proud of him, and I'd love to play him a fitting fitting tune. If you have a cool cover of Adam Ant's Goody Two Shoes, that would be great. If possible, it'd be really cool if you could play it on a Thursday, because he makes a point of listening with me on Thursdays because he loves the Wendy segment, don't we all? Yeah. Uh, hope you still like the pimple popping discussion today. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe you tuned out. I don't know. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for always making my day suck less. I can certainly see why you like it. Oh. Signed Amy. Yeah, I can play that. I can definitely see why you like it. There you go. And we'll take says, certainly. Uh, Certainly's fine. We don't, it doesn't have to be. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Uh, she's also, I've been greatly enjoying my Phoenix Pearl tea in my TMS mug. Yay. Oh, very nice. All right. So, yeah, a cover of Goody Two-Shoes. This is a really good one. This comes from a uh, compilation that came out in 2014 about the second British invasion, right? Your first British invasion was um, the Beatles and the Dave Clark Five and the Herman's Hermits and and all those bands that came out then. Um, your second wave was the new wave of uh, British um British music and Adam Ant was part of that. Uh, here is a cover by Jim Bogia and Pete Donnelly of Goody Two Shoes. Hold on a second. Is that where the term new wave comes from? I think so. Yeah. New like wave. new wave, the second of... wave of the <sighs> British invasion. I think so. All this time later, I've never heard. <laughs> I feel like I'm a dummy. Holy crap. Well, right. I, I don't, don't, you know, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but that's, that's how I've always understood it is that it was the, the wave. Wow. Mm-hmm. Egon like says, correct. I mean, he's, he's of our era. He'd know. I, yeah. I just, yeah. if that's the case, mind blown. I, and I feel it's dumb for not wave. knowing it. I just thought it was like, I don't know what I thought. There's the guys with, with purple tails and, you know, <laughs> flocks of seagulls Makeup on and their bullshit. faces and yeah. Uh, yeah. weird leather pants and Lots of hair, Aquanet. Yeah, like that's that's all I can think of. What song is that? Mm-hmm. I was just singing. That was "Level Tear Us Apart" by uh, Joy Division. <laughs> okay, there we go. Which became New Order after the uh, suicide of their lead singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, I don't know anything about nothing. <laughs> My youth is just superficial. I have no knowledge and- of anything underneath. All right. And they became the new order be, uh, after the, uh, the the loss of Ian. Oh, what was the guy's name? Ian, not Ian Hunter. Ian Curtis. Thank you, uh, Kiwi Damo seventy two. Mm, yeah, mm. I love Curtis. New Order. Didn't know they were connected. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here's that song. Sorry, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will be back very soon with more. We'll see you then. One, two, drums. Get stuck in your throat Send a trip
treasure token, token Ride it on a pound, no pound, no Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's still real to me, damn it!